Hello everyone, another very warm welcome to yet another edition of Marketing the Invisible. I'm Tom Poland beaming out to you on the beach here at Castaways Beach. And this, as you know, is a seven questions in seven minutes format for professionals who are marketing software services or advice. Um, and with me today is Nina Cook. Nina, very good morning, I think it is for you. Good morning all the way from rainy England. <laughs> rainy England to sunny Castaways Beach in Australia. We're covering both ends of the earth and pretty much both ends of the time zone, I think, as well. Because it's um, morning for Nina and knockoff time on Friday for me. So, um, Lena, allow me to introduce you, then we'll get into the questions. For those of you who don't know Nina, she, uh, Cook with an E, by the way, works with successful but stuck business owners, of which there are only a few million on the planet, and other experts who are frustrated because their business isn't growing and they're kind of stuck in this work-life imbalance and it's stuck and it sucks. Her superpower, which is extraordinarily clever, is to really dig deep to find the root cause of why they're struggling and then showing them how they can clear out their fears, grow their confidence and courage. Once that happens, they can charge what they're worth, serve a wider and wider audience to serve that audience deeper and have relationships that flow a bit smoother. Does that sound about right, Nina? That sounds spot on. Excellent. This is an interview that probably should go for at least 72 hours, but we've only got seven minutes. And the title is How to Remove the Fear from Strategy Calls. I love the way, because Nina nominated this title, folks. I love the way you've niched down into one key aspect of what professionals do, which is this this consult strategy called New Client Inquiry, how you handle that. So, Nina, are you ready for the challenge? Seven questions in seven minutes? I'm ready. Bring it on. <laughs> and, and I just have to say, I cannot believe you've matched your headset with your color coordination. That's just, just brilliant. Especially, especially for this interview. <laughs> just brilliant. All right. Seven questions, seven minutes. Question number one, time starts now. Who is your ideal client? My ideal clients are six-figure experts, thought leaders, their coaches, their consultants. They're seen as successful by their peer group. They're well-connected. They collaborate in order to expand their influence and their impact. They're looking for a consistent, good monthly income that will take care of their needs, take care of their family needs. Mm. And they, they want a, a much better work-life balance. So they're fairly busy people. They're busy people. They're spreading themselves fairly thinly because they're looking for that one strategy that's going to deliver them that consistent high monthly income. And they have fears around pursuing the one strategy that will get them there. And so therefore, they don't quite have the courage to do that. So they keep trying lots of different things, hmm. hoping that one of them is going to give them that magic bullet, give them that result they're looking for. I'm quite sure there's a lot of people nodding their heads as they're listening to this. So can you tell me what is the problem that you solve for these people? They know they're significantly underachieving. They're hmm. working hard, they're spinning their wheels, and they're, they're frustrated because they don't know why it's taking them so long to get the result that they want. They've been doing this business for a number of years. They had fairly good success in the beginning. They thought they were sorted. You know, those would keep on going up and up, and suddenly they plateaued. And then maybe they've plateaued for the last two, three years. Hmm. Maybe their income's even starting to go backwards. And they're watching their peer group who are looking as if they know what they're doing. They're getting really good results for their clients. 
and they're wondering what am I missing? What's my peer group got that I haven't got? What's keeping me here? And it's very important for them to be seen to be doing well. And so there's the added pressure of that as well. So you've described the problem and the symptoms pretty well. Is, there, is one of the other symptoms kind of like this puzzlement that they're working so hard, they're good at what they do, and yet a lot of others seem to be doing a whole lot better. So are they, are they sitting down and scratching their head going, like, what's wrong with me? Is it me? Is it the astrological charts not aligning or is that another symptom and if so are there other symptoms yes so they are you know they they, they tense they're under pressure because Mm. they're trying to find what it is and this could impact their health their relationships their sleep and it also means because they're worried about the consequence of taking an action on a particular strategy, they're, they're backing off from it. They're not giving it their high-level focus. And this is causing them a huge amount of anxiety. And you know when there's anxiety, when you're taking action, you don't take a good, clear decision. And so when someone becomes aware that they've got this issue, that they're just kind of spinning the wheels but working very hard, perhaps they find themselves unwilling to commit to the things they know could make a difference or when they commit, their thinking is a bit fuzzy. And they wake up to that and they go... I've got a problem. What are some of the common mistakes that people in that situation typically try that actually don't really solve the problem? Well, typical things they try is they keep looking outside of themselves for the solution. Uh So they think, well, more technology, another program, another team member, this is going to solve my situation because I can see someone else has just sent out an email campaign. Maybe I should be trying that technology or that strategy. And while they keep looking outside for them, of themselves and they're saying to themselves, well, when I get the right copy or I get the right funnel, this is going to make my income start going up. And they could be doing this for 10 years. Hmm. Most business owners are in this situation. Then there are some business owners who start get, they get to the point where they think, hang on a minute, I'm trying all this stuff and maybe the reason I've plateaued isn't because I haven't got the right copywriter or the right team member. Maybe it's because something that's going inside of me in my head. Maybe it's my thinking. And when they have the thinking where you're scared to come out of your comfort zone, you're thinking small, there's fear associated with your decisions, and then you're taking your action as if that thinking is real and true, then you're not going to get the results. Then you're going to hit a brick wall at some point. It may be in a year's time. It may be two, three, four years down the line. At some point, it's going to happen. And my ideal clients or the clients that I work with, they want to leverage their thinking. You know, we talk about leveraging time. We talk about leveraging your sales funnel. But what about leveraging your thinking? Because this is your highest leverage point. Let's let's think about it. It's with you 24-7. Before you can take an action, you have to make a decision. And that decision is made through your thinking. There is no other way you can see the world. So if you're seeing the world through limited thinking, then you're going to be making limited decisions. And they're not going to be the best decisions. They're going to be made out of fear and resistance. And you won't be giving your wholehearted energy to that decision. So if you can crack that lens of limited thinking and then see your see what's around you, what's in front of you, opportunities as they truly are, then you can start getting really clear and then start getting that courageous mindset, which is at everyone's fingertips. We all have access to it. Three questions left, just under 90 seconds. So speaking of cracking it, what's one free valuable action that someone could take that might not solve the whole problem, but at least takes them one step in the right direction? Okay, let's take this back to the strategy sales calls. So when you have your next call, whatever happens on that call, 
give value. So don't be attached to the person saying yes to you because let's be let's look for the truth here. That person saying yes to you is not going to make or break your life, is it? No. Whether they say yes to you, it's nice, you'll have that extra income. If they say no to you, that's okay, there will be another person you can talk to. So don't be attached to the to the um, outcome of the call. Make it your intention to give as much value as you can in that call. Have a conversation. While they're trying to sell to them, just talk to them as if you would talk to a friend. Give them value so when they leave that call, whether they're bought from you or not, they'll think, that was really worth talking to that person. I learned something from that. I got insights from that person. They share generously. Obviously, don't coach them. They share generously with that person. 20 seconds. So value. Sorry. It's all right. 20 seconds. It's good <laughs> stuff. Um, so question six is one valuable free resource. We're going to publish this Nina Cook with an e.co.uk forward slash free video training. Go there in five seconds. One tip. Don't take things personally. If they say no to you, they're not saying no to you as a person. They're saying no, not sure. It's not right for me right now. Brilliant. Thank you, Nina. Thanks for checking out our Marketing the Invisible podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. It's very much appreciated. And if you want to generate five fresh leads in just five hours, then check out www.5hourchallenge.com.